Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is an Oilers game night. This is the second hour of Oilers Now and a day in which the Oilers organization announces Connor McDavid is out two to two, uh, two to three weeks with a quad injury. It's 106 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time eating with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. So much to get to here. Uh, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. You can uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter. You can... Uh, uh, reach me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, big part of the show back in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, and Oilers Now, now with 38,000 followers at Oilers Now. In this hour, Mark Spector will rejoin us at 120. Uh, Jay Woodcroft from an update at the farm, 135. We'll have the injury report this day in Oilers history and NHL today, all in the final half hour block. Busy, busy show. But right now, pleased to be joined by a longtime Edmonton Oilers player, and executive Kevin Lowe from the Oilers Entertainment Group. And today, uh, the toast of the town was announced. And Kevin Lowe, it is going to be you. Uh, you are the toast of the town recipient, which is going to be an event that is going to take place uh, in August. More details coming on that uh, in the future. But we will tell you that this event, the inaugural one was done last year with Barry Stafford. This is not a roast, even though it slightly does kind of become a bit of a roast. How much are you looking? By the way, did you go to the event last year? You were at the event last year for Barry, right? <clears throat> they couldn't miss it. Uh, yeah, it's a... It, they, they're calling it a toast, but I think this one will be a roast. And uh, it the... The event is to raise money for the Cure Cancer Foundation, okay. and it'll be August 12th at the Mayfield uh, Dinner Theater. And uh, quite excited about it. Uh, do you all, know what I found out? Cause. Do you know what I found out about this? Last Thursday, Brian Burke was on your your, your close personal friend. Brian, I'm coming to Edmonton to do your <laughs> to do Kevin Lowe's roast. I'm like Kevin Lowe's roast, and the next day Barry Stafford called me and said, "Hey, Stoff, what are you doing on August the 12th?" So uh, away we go, and I'm like, I already heard about this. So you got Brian Burke, who's as you know bigger than life. I'm training already. Are you? Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna dress it up as a barn. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so you were at Stafford's uh, last year, Barry Stafford's last year. How much fun was it for you guys to get on? All the, uh, you know, some uh, I know Glenn Sather was there last year. Uh, Marty McSorley, Glenn Anderson. Uh, uh, Jason Strudwick, Ron Lowe, Al Hamilton. You had a bunch of different guys there. Obviously, there's going to be a bunch coming in for your event as well. Lots of great stories, lots of great laughs, lots of great memories. And again, all for, for, 
for a great cause, a fantastic cause. Yeah. We've been, uh, as everybody, I think, in society today is impacted by cancer some fashion or other, either directly or indirectly. And, of course, the, uh, some of the well-known oilers in, in, in the last couple of years, Dave Semenko and... And Brian, Brian Ross and sure. uh, Steve Moss and Daryl Duke. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're all trying to do what we can, but we're so fortunate to have the cross cancer in this city. Yep. And the doctors and researchers that work there, and they're making headway. You know, cancer is less devastating now than it was. And hopefully with the funds raised from this particular evening, it'll become even less devastating because they're going to find cures for all the different types of cancer. Now, my experience, and full disclosure, the first oiler player I ever interviewed, I was working a night, I've told you this story before, I was working, I was shot listing and working with Darren Detition on uh, Sports Night in 1990. You guys had come back from Chicago, you lost the game. But Dave Brown almost killed Cam Russell in a fight. That remember that one where he's bouncing his head off the ice. And I remember you guys came off the plane, and Mark Messier was the captain of the team. And I don't know, maybe he had some personal business to attest to. But you knew, okay, I'm I'm one of the leaders. I got to do the, you know what I mean. And so it always, you were always one of those guys that you know did lots of stuff with uh, the media and that sort of thing. But as you've gotten older in life and gone through different roles in the Oilers organization, does it get easier to laugh at yourself? And I mean that in all sincerity. To, because you guys always kind of, uh, you know, in the room there was always joking around and stuff like that. But do you have the same fire that you occasionally exhibited like in the 2006 Stanley Cup playoffs when you told me before I was working for the club, go over there and go smoke the refs. Uh, you remember, remember how bad you guys were getting screwed against San Jose? But, no, but seriously, like, do you, do, you, do you have a little bit more appreciation for this kind of stuff? Well, that's uh, – I'm not even sure how to begin answering that one stop. That was a long-winded <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm not even sure it was a question. It was more of a statement. Uh, yeah, no question. As you get older, you – you know, I mean, the, the, the game – I mean, there's moments when I when I watch the Oilers play, and uh, you know, I'm just watching as a fan. That's what that's what I am these days. But I still, you know, if I see a bad play or a bad call or or an opposition take advantage of one of our guys, I I get heated the way I used to. So it must be ingrained in me. Right. Uh, I have much more sensitivity for the media now, uh, much more appreciation for their work. And e- the even st- Spectre? And the stuff they do <laughs> behind the scenes. And I, listen, you know, I, I've often said this about the media in this city, is that, uh, hey, they've got they've got a job to do like anyone else. I think, by and large, most of them want to see the team successful. I can't right. say all of them. Right. But in other cities, it's not always the case. But I think, I mean, at the end of the day, they much rather win, or rather write or, or talk about Oilers winning right. than Oilers losing. So uh, it's just we haven't done a ton of winning in recent decades, but uh, hopefully that's about to change. All right. Today we got some bad news on the Connor McDavid front. He's going to be out two to three weeks with a quad injury. I'm going to take you back to 1984. Uh, because early in January, whenever uh, Wayne got hurt, maybe it was in February that year, uh, you guys played Calgary at home. The Flames had gone undefeated in nine straight games. Not only did you not have Wayne, you didn't have Messier, and you didn't have Yari Curry. That's three Hall of Fame forwards up front. You were up 8 nothing early in the second period. Uh, Pat Hughes scored five goals. My wife's favorite player, Pat Hughes. And uh, Lee Fogelin, your old defense partner, grabbed Paul Baxter and laid an epic beatdown on Paul Baxter, who had a sneaky little left hand. Do you all? I mean, I know you played I don't know, 
you know, all those games in the NHL regular season playoffs. Do you remember the mood of the group not having Wayne and Mark there and, and you guys are playing the Flames and they're all high on them and you guys just pounded them? Yeah, no, I think with the team, um, I'd say over the last couple of years, maybe not uh, – solid enough team to handle this yeah however long it's going to be hopefully it's not any longer than a couple weeks uh, and i don't know <laughs> i have, have no inside no, information right, that's zero for him just i just saw that or heard the news release like everyone else uh, but what it does is when when they think where the team is now the players it's not like they want to prove that they're good without connor but it, there's a there's an element of that and uh, also know that they have to keep winning games and they can't sit around and mope uh, not having your best player playing uh, and there's there's lots of talent in that dressing room have we seen so it's an opportunity for guys it's an opportunity for someone to step up and and play a little higher in the lineup and and uh, I think the team's ready for it we'll see yeah. uh, there's a you know uh, but that's what you guys did back then when you didn't have Wayne or Mark going no you, question it's not it was never a question that we're gonna go like for me and of course Wayne was the greatest that ever played or if Mark was out of the lineup I didn't go to the rink that night thinking, oh, this is going to be a tough win. It's like it's another game. You step up and get dressed the same way and go because a lot of things can happen. I mean, a guy can get injured in the first shift of the game and not be there. Right. You're still going to, you know. So I I, I think the mindset of the players will be that uh, they have to win hockey games. And, uh, and in some respects, if they can win some hockey games, it takes a little pressure off of him too to, you know, right. come in and be the savior. Yeah, we're joined right now by Kevin Lowe, longtime uh, Oilers executive, of course, a player and a coach. Uh, and again, uh, the event coming up is the Toast of the Town. This is the second annual. Uh, Barry Stafford was in. He, he said he was the guinea pig last year. It, it went pretty well for him. Is there any truth? So he didn't get pounded that bad. Is, is that what you They They had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great event. Uh, and uh, I know that all, most of the people that went last year are, are clamoring to get tickets. So they went to a bigger venue this year. I think yeah. last year they had, you know, just uh, uh, a little bit north of, of 150 people. And this year the Mayfield, I think, holds upwards of 400. So they're trying to create uh, a bigger, uh, a, you know, a larger venue so that they can generate more money for the Cure Cancer Foundation. So, uh, yeah, August 12th. and. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll tweet out some more information on this. I'd love to see that battle between. Uh, by the way, Brian was telling a story how he got upset at Doug Risebrow during the Minnesota Anaheim series, and he told Doug, you have 10 seconds to, or we're going to fight. I, I then had to ask Brian, well, how many different general managers did you challenge the scraps back in the <laughs> But uh, time heals all wounds, doesn't it? And sometimes life uh, results in uh, guys patching up relationships as well. Yeah, no, he... Uh We've we've since uh, patched that up. Uh, um, I would say that uh, he was probably most offended because he worshipped me so much, and he thought that uh, that how could I do that to him? Uh, someone uh, RFA offers you know, that better. Someone that he worshipped so much would do something to him <laughs> that way. By the way, Penner scored 92 goals in less than four full seasons in Edmonton. And you got, uh, and Steve Tambellini, I was going to say you got, you were president of the team at the time, ended up getting a first-round uh, pick back in Colton Tuber. That first-round pick, Oscar Clefbaum. It's a pretty decent return when it was all said and done. Kevin, great seeing you. I know you've done a lot of media today already. Uh, we got to get Speck back on here. Uh, we're going to throw it a break, but I really look forward to this event. We'll do something down the road with Barry as well about this, okay? Yeah. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for the time. You bet. That's Kevin Lowe. Just keep the headset on for eight seconds. We'll throw it a break, and uh, Stoffer Inspector returns in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And some guests on the show receive guest certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. Bob Stoffer with you, 120 in Edmonton. Sportsnet spec mark Spectre for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, I do want to mention 7,000 men and women employed in the Alberta horse racing industry. And Robin Brownlee passing a note along to us about trades that happened the day when the two teams were in the same town. Yeah. Go for it. What do you got? Afternoon trade. Drew Bannister for Bobby Dallas in Anaheim after the morning skate. Well done, Robin. <laughs> who, who got rid of Bobby Dallas in that trade? Did, did I think Drew Bannister came from Tag, went to, to, to Tampa? Did he go to Tampa or did he come from he Tampa? He came from Tampa, so I don't know where he went. Where'd Bobby Dallas? Well, oh, you better get on Hockey DB for oh, this one. Man. Okay, well, you Funny po- thing about Bobby Dallas, Bobby, as you're looking that up. Well, there's Bobby Dallas was not a well-liked guy, as I recall. I like Bobby Dallas. Well, that tells you everything you need to know. Bobby Dallas's dad was a furrier. So in the summertime, he used to stretch pelts and hang. <laughs> there are so yeah. many jokes of that yeah. right now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Like hang, you know, dead bear pelts for them to dry and things like that. He was a pretty cool cat. All right, here Don't we go. Guy, I just want to mention to you, uh, I don't know how many furriers are out in Wetaskiwin, but you know what is out in Wetaskiwin? A place where cars cost less. So make sure you go down and see Uncle Milt. I saw Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge yesterday. Spec, they switched out a new F-150 for me. Oh, did they? And Look some, at you. some smart aleck working at Brent Ridge Ford yeah. stuck a Calgary Flames decal <laughs> in the new truck. Uh, and it, I didn't see it until uh, this morning because I left I there. I like that, Yes. Bob. Anyhow, uh, look, they are an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're blowing out their 2019 F-150s. We're talking up to 20K off select models. Give Brent Ridge Ford and Metasquin a call at one 737 or visit BrentRidge.com. Was this trade around 97, 98? Have you been able to find out? Well, nope. we, you didn't look it up yet? You're the one looking it up. Bob. Well, how can I look it up if I'm doing the read? Like, come on, man. Seriously. How are you giving me that much credit? Uh, I, for some reason, I thought Bobby Dallas was with the team in the 99 playoffs, but I could be wrong. I often am on this show, as many of you would attest to over the years. By the way, Toe Drag John has texted us to say, I will come up from Calgary 100% on board with going to see Kevin Lowe in the toast of the town. Again, more information following. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. The Anaheim Ducks traded Bobby Dallas to the Edmonton Oilers during the 97-98 season for Drew Bannister. And uh, Dallas played 11 games for the Oilers in the playoffs in 97-98, then signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins that summer. Pittsburgh... uh, (laughs) 
You know what? He played 646 games with some pretty limited yeah. talent. Finished it off in the North American Hockey League for Sorrell Tracy. <laughs> that was that. I, I, I somehow doubt that he was fighting Steve the Boss Bossé. Yeah, that was that Quebec League where everybody fought all the right. time, right? Yes, absolutely. Man, that was just like concussion central in that league, huh? Let's see. Who Imagine was... a league like that starting up today. <laughs> they still have that league spec. They're st- they're yeah, but still they can't fight that much. Are you they? kidding me? They fight right off the face-off in that league. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was one from uh, four fights at this. They're not as good as they used to be back. Donald in the Brashear finished it off in that league, didn't he? The, 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 the epic battles were between uh, Steve, the boss, Bosse, and John Nasty Morasti. <laughs> and it was during the 05-06 season, but Morasti had a broken hand. 15 years ago. Broken hand. Yeah. He went and still he played it's in the American anyway. Hockey League. He got NHL preseason games in after. Man, we we miss hockey like that, eh? Well, maybe not quite to that not extent. Not quite to that extent. All right. So tonight, the Oilers and the Hawks. Patrick Kane comes rolling in. Jonathan Taze, Dylan Strom, a healthy scratch. Yeah. Uh, not getting enough out of them. They've been playing him on the wing uh, lately, and uh, they're not happy with this game. You know? They could trade him in a second. There are lots of teams that like him. Hey, listen, there's the guy you'd give the second chance to, or the third chance. I mean, the guy's, again, the guy has 81 points in 102 games in Chicago. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good production. Well, it shows you what I know. Anyhow, uh, what else you got going on, Spec? What do you figure here? We got three minutes left. Uh, special shout-out to uh, all of our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Uh, what are you going to be watching for tonight, Edmonton and Chicago? Well, I think what I'm going to watch for, Bob, is, is how would I say? I've always felt like this, this team still needs a little more offense from their defense, but this might not be the time to ask for it. You know, this just becomes about individual guys, right? Individuals who come to the rink and say, okay, you know, maybe I can give just a little bit more. and just Maybe I can just try to create a little more offense because we're missing Connor McDavid. What I'm going to watch for is a team that doesn't succumb to taking a bunch of chances. You know, I'm the first guy, Bob, that rails against boring hockey. I covered those Kings teams that won cups, and I hated that hockey. I... Took a rip at the Arizona Coyotes earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, they didn't they like play, Well, they play boring hockey. And this is a time of year and a situation in Edmonton where I'm afraid to say this, but I think it's true. Boring hockey is going to win the day. Yeah. They need to go into this game and play defense first hockey. And if it's 3-1 to one or 2-1, to one, they just need the points. It's no style points tonight, Bob. It's not about style. Speck, it's this simple. Let's say Connor misses 7-10 to 10 games. Sure. If the Edmonton Oilers go 500 or Thank better, you. they're in the playoffs. They'll find a way to make the there playoffs. You go. It'll be their destiny that they make it. And then, to, and then, remember this too, Bob. Now you get a Connor McDavid that hasn't played hockey for three weeks, right into the stretch run. Yeah, I, if you survive this, they part, said two I don't to, mind that much. They said two to three weeks. Let's hope that. I bet uh, you it's closer to two. Yeah, we'll see. Just we'll, judging by what we've watched with Connor, he's, you know what, he, he's, he's a resilient he's guy. He doesn't like missing hockey games. Oh, he's a tough kid. <laughs> yes, he plays hurt, plays sick. Right? He barely missed any. In four games in the last four seasons, 30, including this one, and two of them were a suspension. 30, which... That's... Imagine I mean, all the ice time Do you know how much the uh, the angle shifted for today? I was actually going to ask you today 
where they're not like because we had uh saint pierre in here who was voted by the players in the poll that the athletic did he had 38 percent of the votes okay as the worst official in the nhl yes uh, a couple comments were this guy actually hates the players and i i was going to ask you whether or not Connor mcdavid was being officiated at a different standard than other players based on the two calls that he got against him in that game as opposed to some of the stuff that was let go right like is this guy proven the point as the rep that he like and i'm serious about this you had the incident with Pedersen, Peterson. Well, the whole game. Did you see the uh, sports that we did a highlight package of it? And yeah. he, I mean, we, and we've seen that highlight pack. Not quite as, as that. Uh, Connor McDavid gets hooked and held. Uh, Elias Peterson got slew-footed by Backlund. He was Backlund, getting cross-checked ba- in the Backlund numbers. Backlund plays the Backlund can, is his dirty. I mean, con, con, when the first time Cassian went after Kachuk in November nineteenth, twentieth, whatever it was, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was it started because Backlund. I mean, Drysaddle kind of slew-footed Kachuk. Then Backlund got, and McDavid got tied up, and then third man in comes Matthew Kachuk after Backlund yep. knocked McDavid. Like, Backlund targets other teams' top well, players. But Backlund's a feisty, hard-to-play-against third-line center, in my opinion. Never he's good at gloves. it. Ah, he's a Swedish guy. Did, you know, who drops? I mean, did Sammy ah. Paulson ever drop his gloves? No, but he was a hell of a third-line center. Uh, Derailed Backlund, Jared Stoll's career for a couple of years. Did Samuel Paul? Backlund's a good player. He could play for my team any day, but um, I just thought that the the abuse that Elias Pettersson took the other day, I didn't like it. I thought it was too overt. It was too so McDavid the abuse. You're someone comfortable needed to with, beat the crap out of somebody, Bob. That's what you wanted. That's what someone had. To have. Vancouver needs to take a look in the mirror. When they see that video, they got to look in the mirror, man. I've not, I've seen Conor McDavid get hooked. I've seen him get held. I've seen him get pulled on all that stuff. I've not seen Conor McDavid take that abuse that Elias Pettersson took the other day. Fair enough. Not seen it. Mark, great stuff. Uh, uh, are you coming on? You are coming on the trip. See you in Tampa, buddy. We'll You're on a nice cushy charter. I got about a seven-hour travel day, pal. You deserve that. <laughs> We still love you, though. <laughs> no, not really. All right, Jay Wincroft coming up off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.